Welcome to this series of Bible lessons on the New Testament. In these 42 lessons, we will teach the history of the Lord Jesus as delivered to us in the four Gospels. We will start with the days that led up to Christ's humble birth in Bethlehem. We will then look at his blessed ministry, his suffering, his death, and resurrection. His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension, and after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. Be sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. In Lesson 26 of our Bible study on the life and the ministry of Christ, we see Jesus before Pilate. We find this recorded in Luke 23, verses 1 through 25, and John 18, verse 28 through 19, verse 16. So we see Jesus before Pilate. It is very early in the morning that the Jewish rulers are leading Jesus bound to the palace of Pontius Pilate. The Jews have no power to condemn anyone to death. Therefore, they are on their way to Pilate. And they are going very early in the morning. They are hoping uh, to have Jesus condemned before the people wake up and know what is happening because they are still afraid of the people. And so they arrive at the palace of Pontius Pilate, the ruler of the Romans in Jerusalem at that time. And when they come to the gate of that palace, they stop. They will not enter into the court of that palace of a heathen ruler, because then they will be unclean. They will be defiled. They will not be able to observe the Passover because they will not be allowed to go into the temple. And so they wait at the gate of that palace. And when Pilate now sees that multitude and hears them, he goes out to meet them. And he goes there and asks, what do you want? Why have you come? And then the rulers of the Jews, they push Jesus to the front and they say, this man is perverting the nation. He is stirring up the people. He is forbidding them to pay tribute to Caesar. And he says that he is Christ, a king. He is worthy of death. And then Pilate, understanding that this is a matter of the Jewish religion and of hatred, he says to them, why don't you take him? Why don't you judge him according to your laws and put him to death? 
well then the Jews have to admit that they have no power any longer. They are subject to the Romans and therefore they had to bring Jesus to the Roman ruler to be judged and condemned. Then Pilate takes Jesus along and he asks Jesus, Art thou a king, the king of the Jews? And then Jesus says, Yes, I am a king, but my kingdom is not of this world. If it was, he says, my people would all fight to defend me. But my kingdom is higher. My kingdom is a kingdom to come. Oh, then Pilate is filled with fear because he understands that Jesus is not an ordinary man, but that he is of a higher power. And then Pilate goes back to the Jews and he says, I find no fault in this man. Oh, when the Jews hear that, then they again bring accusations. And they say, this man is stirring up the people from Galilee on. When Pilate now hears Galilee, then he asks, he says, is this man a Galilean? And they say, yes. Oh, he says, then you must take him to Herod. And now it happens to be that Herod happens to be in Jerusalem at that time. And so the Jewish people take Jesus to Herod. And when Herod now sees Jesus and hears that this is Jesus of Nazareth, he is actually glad to see him. Because he has heard many things about this Jesus. He has heard about the many miracles that Jesus has done. And he is actually hoping that Jesus will do a miracle for him. But Jesus is silent. All the questions that Herod asks, Jesus answers nothing. He is as a lamb led to the slaughter. Before his shearers, he is dumb. He doesn't speak at all. Oh, then Herod will still mock him, put a gorgeous robe on him before he sends Jesus back to Pilate. And so the Jews must go back to Pilate. And now Pilate says, I find no fault in this man. And Herod has found nothing worthy of death in this man. Therefore, I will chastise him and I will release him. Oh, Pilate is looking for a way, an opportunity to yet release Jesus because he knows that Jesus is innocent. But now he is going to do something that is not just, that is not right. He is willing to chastise Jesus, uh, to whip him and to scourge him so that maybe then the Jews will be happy and content and will allow him to release Jesus. But Jesus, the Jews demand the death of Jesus. They cry the louder, away with this man. And then Pilate thinks of another opportunity. It is the Passover, and there has been a custom for many years already that on the Passover, 
the Romans will release a Jewish prisoner. And so he actually looks for the worst criminal, and he chooses Barabbas, a man who is in prison for murder and for sedition. And he thinks if now the Jews have to choose between Jesus and Barabbas, oh, then certainly they will choose Jesus. But no, the Jewish rulers stir the people up and excite them and they say, we choose Barabbas. Then Pilate asks, and what do you want me to do with Jesus then? Oh, they cry out, crucify him, crucify him. And then Pilate again tries another attempt. He takes Jesus and he mocks him in front of the Jews. He places a crown of thorns on his head. He puts a gorgeous robe on him and he leads Jesus before the people. And he says, behold your king. Oh, the Jews cry, we have no king but Caesar. Crucify him, crucify him. At that time, Pilate also receives a message from his wife. His wife sends a message saying, Have thou nothing to do with this just man? I have had many struggles through the night about him. And so we see that she also is confessing that Jesus is a just man, an innocent man. Oh, then Pilate sees how difficult it is. And then he still will try one more time. He will release Jesus. But then the Jews touch his heart because they say, if you let this man go, then you are not Caesar's friend. Oh, then we can accuse you before Caesar, and then you will lose your position. Oh, Pilate, he hears that. And then Pilate realizes that he has no strength. And then he does something which we would not understand. He washes his hands in front of the people and he says, I am innocent of this man's blood. No, Pilate will never be innocent of this man's blood, but he is laying the blame for this blood upon the Jews. And now listen, hear what the Jews say. They cry out, his blood be upon us and our children. Oh, then we need to stop and understand what does that mean? Well, for the Jews, that is an awful judgment that the blood of Jesus Christ will be upon them and their children for all the generations. Oh, we think of how often the Jews have been persecuted also by the Christians. But for the Christians, what a blessing. His blood be upon us and our children because that is what we all need. It is the blood of Jesus Christ which cleanseth from all sin. Oh, then Pilate does an awful thing.
he scourges Jesus, an innocent man, whipping his back 40 times, and then he delivers Jesus to the Jews to be crucified. He gives his own soldiers to go along and to take this man and to crucify him. Oh, then, in this lesson, we have seen that Jesus is innocent. He was tried by Pontius Pilate, and he was declared innocent. He was declared innocent by Herod, by the wife of Pilate. And in our previous lesson, we heard that he was declared innocent also by Judas Iscariot. Oh, there we have Jesus giving himself without any sin as a lamb for sacrifice for the sins of his people to pay the price to redeem his church. Oh, then, the words of Isaiah 53 become a warning and a blessing. Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, and with his stripes we are healed. Oh, then we see, and we do not have to feel sorry for Jesus, but we have to ad adore him, that he gave himself as an offering for sin. He was wounded for our transgressions, and with his stripes, his people will be healed and saved to all eternity. May that be our desire to know Jesus in his suffering, in his death, because then we will also learn to know him in his resurrection as a living Savior for a lost sinner. Thank you.